Titans now come to Lambeau Field to take on your Green Bay Packers. Let's ride. What would Aaron Rodgers' slogan be? I'm glad he doesn't have one. Let's sip. Some ayahuasca? R-E-S-P-E-C-T. R-E-L- run the table. I guess he's had a couple R-E-L-E-X. Yeah. Run the table. Uh, in fact... Um, I don't know any terms for making cheese. Um, is, uh, is, let's, like, ch- let's churn. <laughs> let's Packers are the Packers fans still G-Force? Do they still do that? God, Did they those? ever do that? Right. Yeah. You know the, the logo that's like the G that has the shield around it? Yeah. And it's had force under it? Ugh. It was G-Force. There was the Packer backers. Charlie still talks Charlie's about that. Charlie's still a Packers G-force. backer. Run the table. G-Force. Let's feel the vibrations. <laughs> All right, so the- <laughs> Mrs. Jim Beam. Let's feel the vibrations. Feel the vibrations. Packers Nation, let's churn. Let's churn. Wow. I got, yeah, hey, that's that'd be right. a good thing, especially if they ran the damn ball like we wanted them to. Yeah, like A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, churning out the legs. All right, how do the Packers win the night then? Is it is it another coming out party? Is it Samari Toure going to have three touchdowns instead of a Christian Watson? Like, how do the Packers win the night? Or is it a balanced attack? This Tennessee Titans defense is good. This Tennessee Titans front seven is really good. You should say they tighten up. The back four that's is their, not that good. That's their, their secondary that's their saying. isn't up. very good. But I still feel like with this Green Bay Packers team, you still have to somewhat run the football mm-hmm. to set up the pass. I, I don't care that the Tennessee Titans secondary isn't great. <laughs> this th- This Green Bay <laughs> receiving care. core isn't great. Yes, they are. Now, I still it. think they have to be a very balanced offense here. They can't just throw the football because that's on, on paper where they have the advantage. Right. It's just not an offense that can sit back and throw the ball 50 times. No. If you do, it's going to be a disaster. Well, it's not the floor's offense either, right? Need that play action. Well, you look at all the Will guys the that are out. You have, on that Tennessee side, you're, they're so banged up. Amani Hooker's already out. He's a solid safety for him. You're a hooker. Uh, Lonnie Johnson, a, a solid cornerback, is out. Bud Dupree, <laughs> former Pittsburgh Steeler, really good edge rusher, Bud. he's out. Like, they have so many guys that are banged up. Not to say that the Packers don't, but it's some really key players. Yeah, and, you know, the Packers ran the ball very well against the Dallas Cowboys. Again, it was the first game where their preferred starting lineup played the whole game, or finished the game. Yes. On paper... Tennessee's probably got a better front seven than, than Dallas, slightly. But I would argue Dallas definitely has the bec- better secondary. Yeah, I mean, Dallas came in. That, uh, and Christian Watson lit up that secondary. They pride, they pride themselves on their defense, the Dallas Cowboys. Rodgers and the Packers, I mean, they hung 31 on them. That's really good for the Packers offense. But how many times they run the ball? Like, friggin', what did Aaron Jones get? They like? ran the football, Ebo, 40 yeah, times. 40. And Aaron Rodgers only threw it 20. Yeah, and he was efficient as hell. If they, I don't think you have to run it two thirds of the time like they just did. But if you're at least 50 50 and mixing it up, that's where the Packers have to be. That's where we thought that they would be totally. all year. And then it's it was, well, okay, we finished two and one out of the first three games. We got a win against the Bucks. We got a win that against foot. the Bears. We lost week one against the Vikings. We're kind of where a lot of the fans and probably us as an organization, knowing that we were going to be slow starters with that offensive line, with the young uh, receivers, we're exactly where we want to be three weeks Listen, into the season. The right? two and is one. exactly where I want needed to be. We're two and one. That's what Matt LaFleur and the Packers are saying. Yep. And then all of a sudden that five game losing streak, mm. 
where Mm-mm. you mm. lost to the Giants, mm. you lost to the crump, like you lost to the crappy Jets. Are they crappy though? I think they're. I think they are uh, inflated. That record is inflated for how good they actually are. We but regardless, you could argue that with the Giants, you lost to the Commanders. You lost to all these teams that everyone thought was crappy. But then that was like the same time where LaFleur's like, wait, Aaron Jones only got five wait, touches? He's on our football team? How the hell did we only run the football <laughs> 12 times? somewhere else. Well, I only ran him five times? Like, didn't well, it feel like... Didn't we give him $40, $40 million? It wasn't, it wasn't pretty the first five weeks no, where... Anything but. You already had wins, though, against, like, the Patriots. You already had wins against the Buccaneers, the, the Bears. It wasn't pretty, but you were still winning. Yeah, you found ways to Kind win. of like we expected it to be this whole season until the end of the year where the entire offense would start to put it together. Yeah. The defense work looked worse than expected, but you were still winning games. Yeah. Like, you were 3-1 and one in the first four games with the quote-unquote easy part of the schedule. Then it's when all the turmoil... I can't believe we didn't do this. Well, Are you telling me I didn't get Jones the ball? I'm going to have to watch the tape on that one. How did that happen? It's going to be a pretty light I tape. I don't know, Matt. You're the head coach. You call the effing plays. Oh, sorry. I was busy uh, doing my eyebrows. Sorry, Nelson. Didn't it seem like they finally got back against... It, it almost felt like against the Bills, we'll say, where they where they looked like they were starting to make put some things back on track. Yeah. I would say they've played a lot better football since that Buffalo loss, even though it's only translated to one win in the last three weeks. That's fine. I mean, they they have been playing they better. They should have been throttled the Lions. How many times did Nine they points. get inside the five-yard line and figure out ways not to score? Like eight times? On, on that... Um, it was more than six. Uh, on that game against the Lions, I saw some like statistics where for like the win share, like how many times that you were expected oh, to dude, be ahead. Yeah. Like they destroyed the line they did. And, and watch They're it dominating. with your eyes. They went up and down the field every time and then figured out ways not and to then, score. <laughs> they gave up 15 points. Yeah. If you would have told all the Packer fans, Hey, Lions score 15 points today. What do you think? Packers win. Packers yeah. Everyone would have yeah. said, yeah, Packers in a instead they lost 15 to nine. And then you got the Cowboys. And finally, I thought for what Some that defense was side. when you had guys out like your Devondre Campbell's, you had um, players in your secondary that were out. You had a, a backup in Rudy Ford playing. Routine. I thought for what the Packers defense had, I thought they played pretty well, even though they gave up 28 points to the yeah, Cowboys. No, they totally especially didn't. when the offense did put the defense in some bad situations, especially in the first two, three quarters. Mm-hmm. I thought overall they've been trending. So, they've won in two in the last three weeks, but they've been trending up the last three they, weeks. No, offensively, totally. And you finally see Christian Watson putting it together. It just is a bummer that... Um, I'm going to shut that word. It's just a bummer that Romeo Dobbs is uh, now got that high ankle sprain. By the way, out. He's going to be out for a while. Randall Cobb been activated off the IR, but I wanted to play this, boys. Um, NFL Films put this out here the other day saying Christian Watson has arrived. Now, three touchdowns from Watson. He was kind of like MVS, and I saw him like flashing up a stat when Randy Moss you know, came out for like three catches, 107 yards, and three touchdowns, whatever it was that Moss had back in the day. Yeah. Um, I saw them photoshopping Christian Watson's head on Randy Moss's body. It was pretty <laughs> funny. NFL Films put out a nice little supercut of the emergence of Christian Watson. There's some cool stuff in it. Green Bay Packers desperately need a win to get their season back on track. Cool video. Rodgers looks to the air. Rainbows. And he's got the rookie over the yes. top of the catch to the end zone. He 
And then he does a backflip instead of landing. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know. I Before between crying doorstep. He's got his man. Touchdown. It is the rookie for the third time today. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this bleep stuff. That's a pretty cool video right there, man. Yeah. Can Christian Watson continue to duplicate it's what on he the did? Twitter machine, NFL Films. Yep, it is. I'm NFL Films. Uh, thanks, NFL Films. And, of course, uh, Packers Radio Network there of Wayne Larvey. There's your dagger. <sighs> Can Christian Watson duplicate what he did again, though? There's your I almost feel there. like this game. There's your dagger. It leans more on the defense. And I'll tell you why. Tell me, Rowdy. They have Derrick Henry. They run the football really well. It's a team that's in the top 10 running the football. Henry. You know what they can't do? Throw the football. No. Ryan Tannehill has been banged up the last few weeks. He actually, two, three weeks ago, wasn't even playing. He's just recently come back. He's not 100%. But look at that wide receiver room for the Tennessee Titans. Who scares you in it? Robert Woods is coming off of an ACL injury and he's got to be around 30 years old. You have uh Traylon Burks who was a first round pick this year, but he's missed the majority of the season because he was on IR mm-hmm. and they're just bringing him back. Yep. Who, who scares you on this roster? They, they don't have a great tight end. No, there's no one through the air that should scare you. And Ryan Tannehill isn't good enough of a quarterback where he can just completely pick you apart without any weapons. Yeah. This is going to be Derrick Henry running the football and the Tennessee Titans defense trying to shut down a lackluster Packers offense. That's really what it is. So if your defense sells out for the run, it's it's gotta stop Derrick Henry. Yeah. Make Ryan Tannehill and whatever weapon he chooses to beat you. It's like the They're most not obvious good. game plan. Yeah, stop it, Derrick Henry. It is a very straightforward game plan, but you know Watch what? Watch LaFleur swore again. Watch LaFleur screw it up. Well, here's the thing. Got the effort on my brain. Let's I feel like this is a great matchup for the Packers on on short rest. That's it's it's nice that it is an easy game plan. You have less days to get ready for yeah. it. We know they Before like to run the football. Overthink it. Stop the run. Hey, Matt. You li- I know, Matt, you're listening. Just sell out the stop Derrick Henry, please. If they put eight guys in the <laughs> box consistently it, and they put their good corners out on islands against these lackluster average wide receivers. Even aliens. Like you take you take Rasul Douglas Jair. and you take Jair Alexander, you match them one on one Planet on one with, with Burks and Woods. Do you really feel like they're going to win the the Burks and Woods are going to consistently win matchups? I, mean, he didn't know, boy. I don't. No. He didn't know, Especially boy. if you got a guy pointing to the sky. He's just a little boy and bringing it on back down. It's I just a, don't see them winning. The, the of Jair, I don't see them winning. I don't it, see them winning that battle. Instead of Jair Island, you know, Revis Island, etc. Like what? What could Jair be? It's Jair's Planet universe. Jair? It's Jair's universe and aliens. We're just all living with it. Ain't didn't know why. And we've already seen that with 
With Christian Watson being healthy, he clearly stretches the defense whether he catches the football or not. We saw him early in that Minnesota game week one. He could stretch the defense. He just hadn't been able to stay on the field and consistently play basically since then. And then when he does, Uh it it was 50-50 whether he catch the football or not. But just in general, with that weak secondary that's banged up for the Titans, if he's healthy and can play, yeah, it stinks that Dobbs isn't playing because those two together would make each other that much better. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, but, where but are just thou, him Romeo. playing against this lackluster, beat up Tennessee secondary should help the Packers, and they 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 still have to run the football and stay honest because yeah. they aren't a God, team should, that can be one dimensional throwing the football. The Green Bay just can't do that. It's simple to me: be able to run the football to set up your pass and stop the damn run. You a Capulets or are you a Montague? What side do you fall on? I'm more of a Mercutio. I'm a friend of both families. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah I like I'm gonna, him. I'm going to end up dying. But. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, everyone <laughs> dies in that pretty much. Everybody likes me until somebody gets upset and I mean, just stabs me to death. Or if you're in the Leo remake, you get shot. Yeah, that's true. That's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here, Rowdy, we were asking about it. and uh, Do you think Jair could be bad. in the new Click It or Ticket commercials? Oh! Donald Driver, step aside. Yeah. Because we actually have a guy who will come okay. up and go. Robert, have you seen the Donald Driver click it or ticket commercials? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would we be able to understand Jair in those commercials? No. And he's got to click it. I tell you, you get played. You're a little boy. You got to click it or ticket. Hey, little boy. Click it or ticket. You got to click it or ticket. That's how it is. That's how it is. <laughs> you got to click it or ticket. <laughs> Rowdy, I got it. Let's ride. Let's, Let's come, ride. Let's come to our guy, Pike Slayer. Let's ride. All the way up there in Marinette, the delicious forgotten Broncos fire winery. Broncos country. Let's ride. We said what would be the Packers equivalent Broncos to this? Broncos country. Let's ride. We're thinking like churning, you know, like let's Broncos churn, country. like butter. Our guy, Pike Slayer, says. Broncos country. Let's ride. Packers country. Let's, ride. let's rind. Oh. Cheese rind. Cheese rind. What do you think of that, Nels? It's better than anything I could come up with. I don't have any cheese terms. <laughs> Packers, Packers Nation, let's rind. Packers Nation, let's not curdle. <laughs> don't curdle tonight at Lambeau Field. Good morning, guys. How are you? I'm fantastic, Chris. Yourself? Good, thank you. So, um, my current work shoes, <laughs> I've had for five years a pair of Clarks. That a baby. Ooh, Clark, that, that's a solid sturdy hey, brand right there. are some people out there that once they get that work shoe or a work boot that they just love, they'll wear them forever. Those Clarks stand up to the test of time too, Chris. They do. They do. Would you pay? Um, and, oh, sorry. Continue. Oh, oh, oh if they're from the shoe box. They're a little bit more expensive, pricey than what I normally pay, but... Wow, they last five years. Well worth it. Yeah, that's, I mean, and you're not a pretty good price point too. I'd imagine. I think if I remember my Clark's correctly, like it's not uh, bad. I used to, I used to, yeah, I used to work in shoe. Little life, I was in the shoe department. I, I actually used to work with a guy that he had these old work boots that man, they they were worn. He bought brand new ones, didn't like them, and started wearing the old crappy ones again. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty pathetic and cheap. So before I go out to the shoebox, I go to the public library and get the 10% off coupon from the Wisconsin State Journal. Hell yeah. I mean, there's, there's uh, nothing wrong with that. It's all about saving money, man. They didn't want you to use them. They wouldn't put them out there. Yeah, you bet. Um, so uh, 
the uh, you mentioned about uh, walking a mile in someone else's shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know the best part about that? What? Is you're a mile away from that person and you have their <laughs> shoes. <laughs> I love the dad jokes. I love them, man. They're so good. Hey, Chris, yeah. how, I mean, how are you feeling about the Packers and uh, the Titans tonight, my friend? I, I believe last week I said the Packers are going to win out. You did, and, and I was right there the with you. the sky is no longer falling. <gasps> it's going to be a tough game against Derrick Henry, but there's a blueprint for being Philadelphia, and what is it? Running the ball. Yep. And I think it's really so, easy for the blueprint for LaFleur tonight. You just stop Derrick Henry. Yeah, like, you, sell out yeah. to beat, you know, stop the run. It's just a, a little bit scary with their secondary being so banged up, their defense being so banged up that um, LaFleur might be tempted to throw a lot more than what he should. <laughs> but we will see. Yeah, stop Derrick Henry and, and we get a win. Yes, love it. Chris, big plans for the game tonight, or are you just kind of working on the ass groove on the couch? Uh. We uh, the kids kids don't have school tomorrow, so they can stay up late tonight. Nice, and we're getting wings. Oh, dude, from where? Uh, wild wings. Okay, well, you enjoy it. Enjoy it, my enjoy it, Chris, and go pack, go and, baby. And, yep. And w- w- one other thing, yeah. Just to Nelly, I- I'm a bit of a stalker, and I was going to call. I tried calling in yesterday, couldn't get through. But oh, um, I was kind of screening some calls. It was around eight thirty. Well, no, no, no. It, it was just I called at the wrong time. Oh, okay. It, it, it wasn't you. It was me. Oh. Okay. But uh, just let Nelly know that I, uh, I was on his front lawn yesterday when he was on the uh, NIL rant. Oh, yeah, when Rowdy went, like, unconscious, like, screaming 20 minutes about NIL? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I thought he was going to yell at me to get off his front lawn. He was... Uh, <laughs> He was an angry guy yesterday. <laughs> he's very happy today. So it's... Angry brings out the passion. I've dubbed him the world's angriest man a couple of times, but he's been very happy as of late, besides NIL yesterday, Chris. So we're good. Yeah. Um, I'm glad his week's getting better. <laughs> Chris, have a good one, man. Thanks, you too. See you, buddy. Funny that you bring that up because I was actually Rowdy's while, feeling it today. Rowdy's feeling good we today. Were, while we were talking with Chris, I brought up the Packers schedule and talking about how this is a huge game for Green Bay. And if I'm going to be positive, would you not say that out of you, Ben Kenny, and myself, when the Packers were losing five games in a row, I was the one saying, "Well, looking at the analytics and the advanced metrics, this Packers team is still a middle of the road fringe playoff team, even though they look this bad." Yes. And you guys were like they stink, they suck. Yeah, because they well, lost five games in a row. I went back and looked at all those advanced metrics and statistics and everything. The Green Bay Packers are still on a lot of those different ones that I've been looking at are still sitting around 10 to 14. Now they felt really unlucky. They Mm -hmm. fell down to as far as 16 in that losing streak, Mm -hmm. but they've never fallen outside of the middle of the road. And we, we know that 14 teams seven in the AFC, seven in the NFC make the playoffs. So they have been right around a fringe playoff team, even when playing that crappy, even though on paper, we know, Hey, sling together a couple wins. You're going to be right there. Mm -hmm. Now you look at what they have. They currently play a short Thursday night game against Tennessee tonight. They're coming off of a win against Dallas, which was a big win, which a lot of people probably had it down as a loss. Mm Mm-hmm. Short week at home 
always favors the team that's at home because it's a short week and the team that has to travel has even less time to prepare. Yes. Because they're traveling. Yes. Makes sense. We know that Tennessee is a very one-dimensional team. It's not like you have they to run the ball. put together some crazy scheme and game plan to stop Derrick Henry. It's a very large individual that's going to run right at you. Yeah. And he's good. Just run the ball. M- man versus man. Stop him. Mono e Then the next game you get that mini buy because you played on Thursday night, so you don't quite get the buy, but you get the mini buy. Extra time to prep for the Eagles, and it's on the road. There has been a trend in the NFL for like the last 10 years since they started playing a lot of these Thursday night games yeah. that if you get extra rest and you go on the road and the other team is not on extra rest, which the Eagles won't be, it actually is a trend in the favor of the team getting the extra rest being on the road. Because you have to turn around and be focused. Because a lot of times, you know, guys take those extra couple days off and blah, blah, blah. But normally, they don't get those days off because they're still going in and learning this new scheme or learning the new game plan because they have to travel. Yeah, so they have they have longer time to actually get into the, the game plan. And Philadelphia, like Chris said, there's some chinks in the armor. Philadelphia. They just lost to the commanders. Philadelphia all year. They could be frauds. They were, they were a good team. But I told, uh, I we even talked about that was this with Ben. They have a crazy good turnover margin. Yep. Which well, is which is never a guarantee. Was it they turned the ball over three or four times before they're entering plus, the Commanders they're game? They're plus thirteen in the turnover then they margin. Had four turnovers that game. It, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. and they're still plus thirteen, which is by far the best in the NFL. Plus, they have been a top five team when it comes to luck in the NFL. Yeah. Both of those could turn at any moment. So I like that. Then you play the Bears, which I feel like a lot of Packer fans would say they That's should go beat the Bears. Aaron Rodgers owner. Then you have your bye week, and it's on Monday night football. So you even get an extra day on top of the bye week to play a Los Angeles Rams team. They stink. That looks like it's already packed They're it done. in. They, they won their Super Bowl last year. Stafford's yep. beat up. Cooper Cup is having surgery on his yep. ankle. They can't run the football. But then you got that, a tough task the week that's after. A, that is a... A very winnable game. Then you're going to Miami, though. The Dolphins are... At Miami, the only thing where if I'm going to be positive with Miami, they have a great offense. Obviously, they can stretch the field. Jeff Wilson, man, what a steal from Miami. Uh, McDaniel getting uh, Jeff Wilson from his guy, Shanahan, and coming from San Francisco knows exactly yes, exactly how yes, to use them. Plus, you have Waddle. Plus, you have Gesicki. Uh, plus, wow. you have Tyreek Hill. Like That's a potent yep. offense. Then, I know their defense is beat up, but they still have pretty good corners. And then after that, you got the Vikings, Rowdy. And will their luck run out? The Vikings are the most luckiest team in the NFL. In fact, every week they, their luck raises. And they're second in turnover margin, mm. right behind Philadelphia. So they have luck in turnover margin, which can, can change at any moment. Plus, the Packers already lost to them at Minnesota. And what have we seen, man, for what feels like forever? Whenever they lose at Minnesota, they normally win at home. Yeah. A split. And then it's Detroit to end the season. And if, I mean, I, I could they make, don't beat the I could make arguments that if they don't beat themselves, I wouldn't be surprised if they ran the table, if they were playing decent football. Uh, now, run the table. could they lose a game? Yeah, but you would say right now, if they had seven losses going 10 and seven, that's still, that's still a, a playoff team. That's still a wild card. There's your positivity. Oh, we're talking ourselves into a run on the table here for the Green Bay Packers. I, I, again, two losses. You still probably are in as a fringe nine and eight team. 
I'm feeling it, dude. You already got past one of your toughest tests in Dallas. Uh, let's you have a lot of things going in your favor, and the team seems like it's starting to so come together. What are implied odds right now is the Packers have a 25% chance of making the playoffs. Those are the implied odds. 25% chance. Good thing the NFC sucks. And that's another thing. There's been a lot of parity in the NFL. A lot of bad teams are very average teams. Yep. And Romeo Dobbs, I would imagine... And he's going to be back. Is going to be back sooner what, than four later. four weeks now from now, maybe? If Christian Watson stays healthy and, and helps you better open knock up, on wood right there. Yeah, hopes help, hope open up the field for Romeo Dobbs. He's going to become more hey, effective. Randall Cobb off the IR today. We're going to be getting him going. That's another guy over, you know, underneath that Aaron Rodgers has a lot of trust in. They can still run the football. The line seems to be trending in the right direction. Our guy, the man, the myth, the legend, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Conley Media. Robbie, what's up, dude? How you doing, my friend? I'm doing better than you, Rob, but hey. No, I, I, no I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. We ain't pushing the, any the, daisies. The uh, the old thing, you got to play hurt, right? Just got a little cold. So. Yeah, he, Rob took his toughen up pills to get on today. Hell yeah, Robbie. Hey, Rob. There you go. There's a, there's, there's a great book I recommend you young guys go and read. It's called You've Got to Play Hurt. It's by an old sports writer uh, from, I think I think it was from the, the, the Dallas, Houston, Texas area. His name was Lee Jenkins. And uh, there, there's some terrific stories in there about some of some of his experiences covering sporting events and his uh, his uh, endeavors with the ladies, let's just say that. Oh. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's a really enjoyable book. And, and one of the ladies is Leslie Visser, the old, uh, mm. the old, the old CBS uh, woman. Mm. But uh, no, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's his version of you got to play hurt is usually when he was hung over Ebo. I'm, I'm, oh. unfortunately I'm, I'm not that way. Robbie, today, so I'm just, hangover. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just fighting the cold. Hangover is just a state of mind, Rob. You got, you know, Good you know, point. it's just a state of mind. Robbie, and again, took his toughen up pills to join us today. We appreciate that, Rob. Robbie, I have wow. a buddy. Anything for you, too. You know that. Smooches. Robbie, I have a buddy who <clears throat> they are from the Green Bay area, and his uncle used to work at the hotel that the Packers used to stay at before home okay. games. Sure. And he was a bartender at the hotel bar, and Brett Favre would come down pretty regularly, and he'd always have a soda can. Mountain Dew soda can. He'd finish his Dew, and then he'd tip uh, my buddy's uncle like a hundred bucks, and he'd fill him up with Miller Light. And he said sometimes Brett would have a few. One night he had about fifteen to twenty, and he was he he was so hungover he had to get help to get back to the hotel room, <laughs> only to wake up and play a noon game and throw three touchdowns. Yep. Yep. It was a it was a different world. It was, it, there, there's no doubt about it. There, there's a lot of stories like that about Favre. There's there's a lot of stories like that I uncovered and, you know, doing, doing a handful of books about, you know, some of the old guys that played, right. Obviously everybody knows the Max McGee story and things like that. That, that, that was just common, you know, two generations ago. And even, even through Brett's a little bit now they're, you know, well, now they're hitting okay. in, now they're hitting in hotels by three o'clock and well, barely, al- barely allowed to leave their room at times. All right, Rob. So, so we have a, uh, you know, Nelly's story, Brett Favre drinking, you know, a bunch of Miller Lite. And I just love that throwing Brett, three touchdowns. That he brought a Mountain Dew can for him to fill it up with Miller Lite. So you got that, and then he went through. Awesome. He went through three touchdowns after you know slamming some Miller Lite. Well, Aaron Rodgers instead of Miller Lite, he drinks some ayahuasca and then goes and throws three touchdowns. <laughs> uh, dude, how about how about the coming up party of Christian Watson and that game that was over the return of Big Mike and the boys to Lambo, dude. 
Yeah, certainly a little shocking from what we had seen, right, the previous five weeks in terms of how the Packers had played offense. They, but there's no doubt they, you know, they needed an emergence like that from one of these young guys. I mean, you guys, you guys both remember, I mean, through the course of April, May, June, we, I think we said several times on our talks that the offense could be a mess the first half of the season and Rogers could, could be go, you know, losing his mind. And, and we saw that play out as they were three and six at the midway point. But you know, the, the one thing I remember us talking about vividly over, over the course of the summer is that, you know, by the time we hit the second half of the season, the, these young guys might start growing up. And, and and I still think Romeo Dubs has a really bright future in the league. We'll see when he comes back right now from his injury. You know, but we talked extensively about him and you know him and him and Watson eventually taking the lead roles here and becoming the one and the two. And if you know if if this team was in the playoffs, that it, it could be a dangerous offense by the time they got there. I. I don't think any of us are shocked. Well, maybe a little bit surprised at how bad the offense was the first half of the season. But but what Watson did the other day in terms of you know making teams play them more honestly and uh, really really play the entire field, Evo, instead of crashing in on the first twenty yards and taking that away because the Packers had no deep threats with the with the Sammy Watkins and the Randall Cobbs of the world and people like that trying to get open. What he did going vertical and extending the field time and time again like that. I think it's really going to make, you know, what we're going to see it tonight and we'll see it in the, in the, in the weeks ahead. But I think defensive coordinators now are going to have to play the Packers dramatically different. You know, th- this could open up the run game even more. They, the key, as you guys know, is, as much as anything with Christian Watson, is he, he's got to do it two, three, four, six games Yeah, he got to be row. consistent. He, he, he's got to stay on the field. I mean, up, up until, you know, up until the other day, I, I think he had, what, 10 or 12 catches on the year. So, you know, I think he had more he, injuries than catches leading up to that. Point. I think, I, no, I, I think without question, right, right, and you know, he still only had the four catches, you know, but obviously, in in you know, what matters is he got he found his way to the end zone three times, finished with 107 yards, and you know, as, as good of a game the Packers have had from a rookie in 35 years. So, I mean, it, it was a remarkable performance. They they needed it to kind of save their season, Ebo, and um, now now we see if they can build on it tonight. Well, I totally think if Christian Watson can stay on the field and at least give them a deep threat, kind of like what MVS was for them the last few years, and you get Romeo Dobbs back, mm. Romeo Dobbs was, you know, he was making plays, at least one big time play every single practice this summer. And we saw him make some plays when he was basically asked to be the number one receiver when everyone else was hurt. Imagine then Christian Watson stretching the field deep. That's just going to open up everything else for Romeo Dobbs. He's going to be even better. Well, and, and Nelly, that's why I think that this offense does have real potential, you know, in, into 2023 and 2024 if Rodgers comes back, or even if it is Jordan Love. Um, I, I do think they found themselves a couple of really gifted young wide receivers there. Now, again, the key is can they stay on the field and consistency because the answers to both of those questions for for each player, you know, ha- hasn't been real positive up until this point. I mean, Dubs struggled with drops. Now, now he's hurt. Christian Watson couldn't stay on the field. He obviously struggled with, with drops. You know, Aaron Rodgers had a real tough time building any kind of chemistry or trust with either one of those young guys. But, but that is part of the process. I mean, Green Bay isn't the only place around the league where young wide receivers are struggling to, to find themselves early in the season. And, and I really do think by the time both of those guys 
Uh, both of those players get to their third year in the league, let's say. I mean, that one-two punch could be really dynamic. Watson stretching the field. Totally. Team, you know, Romeo handling things underneath. Even Samari Toure has, I, I think, some real upside there. Those are the only three wide receivers that are under contract for Green Bay heading into next season. So you, you could still see a totally revamped wide receiver group. You, you know, you, you could see... Sammy Watkins gone. You can see Randall Cobb gone. You can see Alan Lazard gone. You already saw Amari Rogers gone uh, two days ago. So that room <laughs> could look dramatically different, um, you know, by the time so, we get to March or April than it does right now. Because I, I honestly, guys, I, I don't see a real upside to bringing back any of those veterans we just outlined. Robbie. They have a lot of their defense locked down for the foreseeable future, especially through the window that we think Aaron Rodgers will play one, maybe two more years, according to his contract. If he doesn't change his contract, what is to say and holding Brian Gutekunst back after watching this offense, even if you do have a good Christian Watson and you do have a solid Romeo Dobbs, but you're losing all these guys to draft a wide receiver in the first round. Cause I don't know, but watching over the weekend, watching some of these first round picks, like, I don't know, Jordan Jefferson <laughs> or guys like uh, Drake London, who are showing up and being phenomenal on not dropping passes. Some of these big time first round receivers or even early second round receivers, like the T Higgins of the world, you put one more of those guys with this offense. You already have Dylan and Jones. It's going to be electric. Tell me they'll draft a lineman. Please. Um, oh, uh, I Nelly, you don't you don't have to sell it to me. You do have to sell it to the organization that hasn't touched a first round wide receiver in twenty years, right? We're going back to Javon. Why Walker. stop now, Rob? Why stop now? Let's go another decade. I, I, I mean, if they weren't going to take one in twenty twenty two, when Brian Gutekunst had a pair of first round. Uh, draft picks, and he had absolutely no talent at the wide receiver position, and it was a draft loaded, loaded with wide receivers. You saw him fly off the board between picks 8 and 18, where six of them went. Then, Nelly, I'm not sure he's ever going to do it. Um, You know, it's probably going to be tough for them to go out and be real players in free agency at that position, because they're going to face all sorts of salary cap issues, and, and, and and that's you know, we can get into all that in January and February, sure. but they're going to have some real, they're going to have some real tricky decisions coming up with you know the David Bakhtiaris of the world and and even Aaron Jones, what they do with that contract, which escalates to twenty million and people like that. But but I, I mean, I'm I, I'm with you, Nelly. That they're going to need at least one more. And you know, the, the those two young guys, I think, have real bright futures and promise. But but we know this league well. You need you need three or four of them. Yeah. Somebody seems to always be hurt on a weekly basis. So yeah. You don't have to sell it to me, Nelly, but but let's let's see how this roster looks by the time we get to March or April. Also, they're going to have some really tricky decisions again when it comes to free agency and the, and the salary cap. You know, to 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 get under the number, I, you know, and 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 they could take some hits. You know, especially as you know, if they let an Adrian Amos walk or something like that, or they they move on from David Bakhtiari, or like we said, if if if, if they can't come to some kind of an agreement with Aaron Jones. They could have more pressing needs, believe it or not, than wide receiver. So, Rob, we'll jump in. Uh, Rob Rash is joining us right now, Forbes.com, Conley Media. Robbie, we'll jump into what happens tonight at Lambeau Field against the Titans. A whiteout, by the way. Get all your, your white gear out. But, Rob, uh, a couple questions here from uh, some of our listeners. There's seven games remaining, including the one tonight. And, you know, you, you got to win because a, a loss, two losses, spell doom. 
How many games do you think uh, does Rob Reichel think the Packers can win here? Titans, Eagles, Bears, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, Lions. Seven games. I mean, I mean, anybody in this league can beat anybody. We 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 see that play itself out. They're sitting at four and six. I'll, I'll say this, Evo. They're going to probably have to go five and two to get into the playoffs. Um, we're looking at three teams probably from the NFC East, right? With with Philly, Dallas, and the Giants. All that they're all they're going to get to probably ten wins or more. Um, and, and obviously, Philly's going to get to fourteen or something like that. Minnesota's got what a four and a half game lead over these guys mm. inside the division. It's unlikely they catch them. So there's playoff team four. Somebody's going to win the West. Somebody's going to win the South. So now we're at six. Let's say Tampa wins the South and Seattle holds on and, and wins the West. Now Green Bay's got to find a way to get in over what Washington and San Francisco who are both, I think a game and a half ahead of them at this point in time. Um, so they've got to pass both of those teams. They're going to have to get to a minimum. I would say Ebo of nine and eight. I 10 would on 10 would almost certainly put you in nine. Sure, sure. Nine's going to put you on the bubble. The, the tricky part is, you know, you already lost that game to Washington. Um, so you would lose that potential tiebreaker. You know, the, the rest of the conference to me is is, is nonsense. It's, it's garbage. Um, but that schedule is a beast, isn't it? You go to Philly, you go, you go to Miami, who's one of the three best teams probably in the AFC. Um, you still go to Chicago that looks like a real football team over the last month, and, and that's not easy. You've got tough home games against two divisional leaders, right, Tennessee and Minnesota. Um, and then you've got, what, what do we say, the Lions and – and who's the seventh game? I, I oh the Rams who who yeah, seemed to kind of mailed it in for 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 the for the rest of the season. So I mean, Evo, I think they're going to get in that eight and nine, nine and eight range when it's all done to to, to absolutely lock down a playoff berth. They're going to probably have to get to ten though uh, when it's all said and done. And and I don't know that this group is capable of going six and one down the stretch. Uh, now remember they they were four and six back in twenty sixteen. When Rogers said run the table, and amazingly they did it. This, this this doesn't feel like the same type of outfit with with that level of explosiveness. Um, although the league is week to week, uh, you know, last yeah. week at this time we sat here and said, how do they score any points? And here comes Christian Watson out of nowhere, and he completely changes the look and the dynamic of that offense. So I would say anything's possible, Ebo. But but I think when it's all said and done, they're going to be in that eight nine nine eight range and probably just miss the playoffs. Mm, all right, Rob. What happens tonight at Lambeau Field against the Titans? Well, I think they get to five and six, and they keep hope alive. Woo! Evo, you know the, the Tennessee's just one of these teams. They they, they make I watch them a lot, guys. They they, they make me scratch my head because <laughs> you, well, you, you 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 watch their games and they don't do anything particularly terrific other than run the football uh, with with that just absolutely beast and he's pretty good. Uh, ridiculous running back named Derrick Henry, who's as good as anybody the league has. They're very good at stopping the run too, but you know, their, their games are always the same. It's 2017, 24, 20, 1917. It's, it's always in that range. Their, their six wins, Ebo have been by an average of six points that nobody blows them out either on, on the flip side. Yeah. You know, even the other night I watched them, you know, I taped that game against Kansas city the one week, and and I got to the end, and I'm like, how are they still in this football game? You know, and they lose the game in overtime. They their games aren't pretty. They just hang around. They play terrific run defense. They run the ball well. I mean, you you, you guys take it take a guess at this. What what percentage of the plays do you think Tennessee runs the football on? I'm going to go with about sixty five percent. Seventy three. 
Oh no, it's fifty six, which is which is still crazy high. <laughs> Rob's like, in no, today's, no, no. In today's in today's NFL, well, you guys are giving me Badger football numbers, which is which is wonderful. Um, yeah, but Brandon no, Allen will run for fifty I, I mean, yards. Still, there's almost nobody in the league these days that runs it more than they throw it. Um, and 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 that was one of the big reasons Green Bay beat Dallas last week is they stayed committed to the run. Um, but that's what Tennessee will do tonight. They'll hammer away. Even if Derrick Henry isn't having a whole lot of success, they're going to hammer, hammer, hammer away. Um, no, I, I expect it to be tight, guys, because every game Tennessee plays is tight. Um, but I think the Packers have too much actually um, going for them right now in terms of momentum, what they have cooking on offense a little bit. Tennessee doesn't play the pass well. I think they're 31st in the league in, uh, versus the pass, giving up about 275 yards a game. So I'm going to take Green Bay like 24-20. They win and they cover, guys. Rob. Robbie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, I know you're a man of many talents. You know, Forbes.com. Well, one, 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 one or two. Many might be a stretch. Conley Media. You know, I mean, you are you are like the Derrick Henry of, of writing sports articles. You're just bull rushing everyone. <laughs> but, Robbie, did I see this correctly? So Josh Lambeau, who will be kicking for the Titans tonight, by the way, he just had his case thrown out against the Jaguars and Urban Meyer for a, emotional distress for Big Herb kicking him in the ass when he was stretching. But is this right from your I, – I know it's right. You tweeted this out. Josh Lambeau played for Middleton High School soccer? He had a, he had a cup of coffee in Middleton. He what? Came in for his fresh, he came in for his freshman year, and he played on the soccer team there. Was was dynamic, and, and then he and then he went down to that IMG cad, uh, academy in really in Florida, and he, and he eventually you know played on all the national teams and things like that. But he had a real brief stay in Middleton for about half of the '05 school year huh. uh, be, be, before moving along and, and kind of taking his talents elsewhere and. And, and and he and he was immensely gifted. Obviously, he had a he had a nice professional soccer career before he made the transition to the NFL kicker. So yes, yeah, former uh, former Middleton High School standout Josh Lambeau, who played for the great Ken Berge at Middleton High wow. School, uh, another Wisconsin living legend. Uh, although Ken's out of the state now, huh. uh, uh, Josh Lambeau uh, will be at Lambeau Field tonight. So it should be a lot of fun. Rob, I'm putting you on the spot. Packers have seven game left going into tonight. What will their record be at the end of those seven games? Right, we talked about this like five minutes ago. I know, yeah, but, but you I didn't, didn't, give, you I didn't give, give an answer. Record. I'm putting you know them on what? the spot. Well, well I kind of went in that 8 five, nine, nine, eight yeah. range. If I have to pick a record, uh, Nelly, I'm going to go 8-9. and nine. Oof. Rob, And that's I, not going to cut it. Rob, I love you, but I hope you're wrong. Well, I, I just don't see wins at Philly and Miami, right? So now we're already at eight losses, and uh, this team hasn't been good enough and consistent enough to, to allow me to think they're going to roll in the other five. Weirdly enough, Rob, I'm going to have to talk to you off air and give you my positivity. Wow. Rowdy well, has I, I, I been feeling it lately. I don't think that's necessarily a negative, Nelly. You know, that's, you know, that's, that, 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 this is a team that's glass could be half full on this. Well, this isn't a team that's earned a lot of trust, right? They've they played one good football game in the last two months. So let's, you know, if, if, if they route Tennessee somehow tonight, Nelly, if they win this game 34-10, then, then maybe I've got a different answer for you. But, um, you know, right right now I, I, I do think there are some problems that show up week in and week out that they're not going to be able to hide against teams like the Eagles and the Dolphins and the Vikings. Hey, so Robbie. I, I'm going to go with 8-9, boys. Uh, love your new uh, article. Love to talk about it because we've been talking about Brian Gutekunst, too. Um, yeah, I was on the sniffing out Brian Gutekunst like weeks and weeks ago before Packer Nation started turning on him. We'll do that a little you know, later. Uh, but real quick, 
Do the Wisconsin Badgers beat Nebraska? Keep hope alive in the Big Ten West? Bowl eligibility? Uh, yes, because, because <laughs> Nebraska... That was a Nebraska pause. Doesn't that was a well long pause there, though. Well, I, All I got to well, say is... You, well, you, you said keep hope alive in the Big Ten West. They're not oh. winning the West. But, they could. Um, well, a lot has to happen. <laughs> but, yeah, that, last week might have sealed their fate in, in terms of that. No, I, I, I think they'll beat Nebraska. I think they're still going to end up 7-5. and five. Um, So let's... Let, let, let's go with our positivity over over with the good guys who who, right. you know, who played on at 14. We're all getting together, there. Rob, and we're going to the either, what, uh, the Quicken Lane Bowl, Rowdy, or? The Arizona Bowl, the, Arizona the Quicken Bowl. Lanes Bowl. <laughs> if, you're they, coming with us, Rob. Back, can they go back to that mayonnaise bowl? That's, hey, that, that's not unrealistic. I think the best bowl that they're looking at, unless everything goes crazy in the West, is maybe Music City. Rob, okay. no matter what, we're all going together, okay? We're gonna be that works for me. You got yep, it, Robbie. We love out. you. Robbie, we love you. Smooches, feel all better. Right, have, enjoy the game tonight. Fight enjoy. off that bioweapon, Rob. See you, buddy. They're big, they're physical, and they're very aggressive. And so that usually leads to a pretty good run defense. And, I mean, they, these guys are some really good players that do a great job of shedding blocks and, you know, they playing with their hands. And then, you know, being gap sound, I think that's a big part of it as well. So, all in all, they're coached well. They play extremely hard, and they're very physical. Matt LaFleur right there on the Tennessee Titans. Also, could have been describing one Mike Clements. Good morning, Mike. Yeah, big and physical, yeah. Yeah, but a teddy bear, you know? Um, yeah, LaFleur, uh, he was pretty tired at that press conference because that was the night that he spent in his office, an all-nighter, uh, trying to get the prep couch. started. I actually saw uh, Jerry Gray as the secondary coach in the locker room post-game after they beat the Cowboys, go up to Donald Levitt, number six, the backup safety, and say, hey, but he pointed to him and says, already got uh, Tennessee done. Yeah, it's in the books. Yeah, piece of cake. Like, like whoa. And, you know, that means that those coaches, when they sent the players home going into the Cowboys game on Friday night, and they came back in for a little bit on Saturday. But that means the coaches, of course, already started working on the Thursday night game, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, uh, while they were waiting around for that 325 start. and then No rest for the wicked the there, Mike. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. turn around. So, uh, it's a work ethic like you. Never sleeping either. We talked about, uh, yeah, I get to go to football games, man. It's not like I work in a foundry, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, we, there was so much talk about McCarthy. You know, the, here's another matchup that really has kind of been underreported. And let's not forget that uh, Matt LaFleur uh, had been promoted to become the offensive coordinator of your Tennessee Titans and uh, and get to be a play caller for one year before uh, the Packers went after him after talking about eight or nine other potential coaches to replace McCarthy. And that uh, Lafleur was working for Mike Vrabel, the former linebacker who's you know was a head coach, and so um, you know that was a huge break for Lafleur. Now he goes against his old boss tonight, and Vrabel was talked about the Packers run zone scheme. Does this look uh, similar to the things that you guys have for Derrick Henry? Well, we'll have to be prepared for whatever it may be. I mean, I think that you know people that study this scheme and, and kind of work towards it as as what they see as their scheme there's you know there's landmarks there's tracks there's combination blocks so you know i'm sure that's all very similar they, they probably do it out of the the gun more, more than we do but 
you know, everything is going to have a little bit of wrinkles. And, you know, whether we have knowledge of it, I, I think we still have to go out and, and tackle. You know, we've got to avoid the biggest thing is, is not putting ourselves in position to have one-on-one tackles with, with Jones or Dylan. You know, whether that's or the receivers out on the perimeter, you know, those are like long handoffs as efficient as they are at the at the run reliefs. I mean, all coming kind of from like, you know, same ideas of a philosophy of an offense, Mike. And here's the thing, LaFleur, not the greatest against his uh, former buddies, but 1-0 and against Mike Vrabel. Yeah, against Vrabel and in that snowy game back in 2020 where A.J. Dillon sort of had his coming out yeah. in the snow at Lambeau Field. Uh, Kevin Beard is uh, 29 now. He was a third-round pick out of Middle Tennessee back in 2016, and he's really a solid performer for the Titans. And he was asked, you know, here's remind the reporters that ever since Rabel came, uh, he they've always felt like they were contenders uh, with the Titans. Ever since I've been here, we've been winning. Uh, it's not it's not a thing where you know. Never had a losing season here. Don't plan on it. Guys buy in, uh, especially ever since Mike Mary brought a certain culture here. Guys buy in, right? If they just saw him on the street this week or uh, rather they've been here for two or three years, like myself, uh, guys just buy in. So watch as much film as we possibly can. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game. It's going to be a tough matchup down there, especially a cold game in Green Bay. November football should be like a playoff atmosphere, so we're going to be super excited, juiced up on a Thursday night. I think it's key for them, man. Honestly, like you said, man, they he might not be having the same stats that he's had the past careers with MVP, but we're going to have to stop the run. I mean, I think as of right now, their two best players, I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers is their best player, but best skilled player is going to be in the backfield with A.J. Dillon and uh, and Aaron Jones. They're going to get them the ball as much as they possibly can. I think the three out of four games they won, they ran for over 200 yards. So the big key in this game is going to be our rush defense versus their rush offense, which are both pretty good. So, Mike, Mike Vrabel, obviously the head coach with the Tennessee Titans, he was a player under Bill Belichick, kind of like a Belichick understudy. He comes to Tennessee, and I think most people would say he gets the most out of the talent that he has. No one's really saying Tennessee's had all the talent every single year, but they're winners. And a lot of people also say, like Belichick, he's a guy that he will take away your best player. Now, listening to him talk right there, I feel like they're saying, He's probably going to try and take away Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I think you're right, Rowdy. Um, and he also spent some time with the Chiefs, too, as a linebacker as well. I think one of the things that's most impressive about Vrabel, though, is he's always pretty serious. I mean, you know, he's, um, he's a tough guy. And, and his teams play tough. I mean, they, they hit hard. Uh, and and, and they, they, they adapt that, that Derrick Henry kind of style of play, too, on both sides of the ball. They they really have a sharp attitude. Ryan Tannehill has been their quarterback. Now, he was out a couple of games with an ankle injury, but toughed it out and came back this past Sunday at Nashville when they beat the Broncos. The Broncos got out to a lead, and then, you know, the Titans just gutted it out and kept on pounding away and pounding away. Weather-wise tonight, that should be in Green Bay's favor a little bit like 26 degrees at the kick mostly cloudy winds about 20 miles an hour might see a little bit of snow got a notice out of the blue last night about seven o'clock from katie from the pr staff that said hey tell all the fans that are lucky enough to have tickets to the game uh please be in your seats by seven o'clock it's a seven fifteen kick on amazon prime tv mm-hmm. but um be in your seats by seven o'clock because we've got a new strobe 
light show Ooh. and scoreboard thing for introducing the players. Jeff thing. Bezos got a surprise for Prime, a little light show, Mike? I, I, apparently. Hell yeah. Apparently. So, uh, and in the meantime, uh, Ryan Tannehill's asked, you know, about, okay, it's, you know, this will be your first serious cold weather game of the season. You know, do you have any kind of strategy for this forecast? Oh, uh, hand muffs. <laughs> nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. I don't have any uh, special tricks or anything like that. Uh, what I have found, it works for me. I like to feel the ball. You know, some guys love the gloves. For me, it, I, I don't like not being able to feel the ball. I've only been up there a couple times. So every time you get up there, you want to take advantage of the opportunity. It's a special place. You, you kind of feel it driving up to the stadium. Definitely one of my favorite places to play. Now, Mike. This, Chad, o- Chad Ochocinco did it, and I know Josh Allen was talking about last year playing in the cold. No lie, they say Viagra works for the cold weather. Get your circulation moving. No lie. No lie. Really? Yep. And I don't have it. There's not a joke there. That's what they said, though. Chad Johnson said it, and so did Josh Allen. Pop some, pop some blue pills. And I think another thing to look for is no lie. you had some of those big defensive linemen, I believe it was Booger McFarland, talking about, why do all the defensive players that never wear sleeves look like they're kind of shiny? It's because they put like Vicks vapor rub and everything and like Vaseline on them closes your pores. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Vicks, now that's an old trick. Uh, no, no question. Also players will drink chicken soup or broth yeah. uh, instead of Gatorade. They'll, they'll, they'll do that. I mean, that goes all the Hopefully way. Hopefully someone's back. grandma made that for him, you know, the ice bowl days. Yeah. But you know, you get the salt and it just, it helps, you know, warm you up a little bit and, and get you Get you hydrated, um, yeah. And to Rowdy's point too, just about the, the, how well the Titans play, tough and with an attitude. I was surprised. Rogers, we were standing at his locker, and he said, "You know, yeah." I, I talked to Rabel, like, and I'm thinking, like, wow, like, is that a golf tournament or? I mean, what's the connection? It, it's interesting. You know, he says that he's sort of been in contact with Rabel over the years. This is where the Packers next new head coach came from that's interesting you know we know that he talks to mike tomlin just because when he's played the steelers you know he he respects that guy as a coach he's outstanding but apparently rogers feels the same way he was asked about what to expect from a mike vrabel titans defense on thursday night i mean they're they're pretty sound you know they they play really hard they got uh, like 29 sacks three guys with five plus sacks they're number one in the league in third down top 10 in the red zone uh, there's not a lot of big holes out there. They obviously, you know, played good against Denver, held them at 10 points. Um, they're a tough, tough team. They got some great players up front. You know, stout guys in the middle. Simmons is a, you know, baller. Uh, real good guys off the edge. Uh, solid inside at linebacker. The back end plays really well together. So um, it's a toughness that, that Mike brings. Um, and, you know, the expectations, I'm sure, for them are, are really, really high. I keep in touch with Mike throughout the year and, uh, they lost their first two games, and I think, you know, just like happens in this league, there's probably overreactions and what the hell's going on and what are we going to do, and I think they rattled off like, you know, five or six wins in a row and kind of quieted everybody up, but they, they obviously have a really good football team and Mike's a great coach. Yeah, we're going to have to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Let's hope they can find some magic with those wide receivers like, you know, uh, a Christian Watson and three touchdowns against you. It'd be pretty nice. Yeah, and, you know, I think the most interesting thing we learned about Christian Watson and his three touchdown performances He's got to see the ball come out of Rodgers' hands. He's not good yet at that, you know, look over your shoulder, look, you know, you're running down the field and your helmet has to tilt back and you have to locate the ball in the air. He's best when he can run a route where he can actually see the ball leave Rodgers' hands rather than trying to locate it in the air. 
and you know his percentage of uh, bringing in the ball and catching it goes way high. Now I'll tell you what, the Titans are coming into Green Bay tonight really banged up. Their starting center Ben Jones concussion, safety Amari Hooker has got a shoulder injury. Their starting kicker Randy Bullock has got a calf injury. They had to sign Josh Lambeau, so Lambeau gets to kick in Lambeau Field tonight. <laughs> Uh, Bud Dupree's a veteran. He's been dealing with his hip injury since week two. He's been uh, on and off. Lonnie Johnson is that uh, kid that was with the uh, Texans at joint practice that creamed uh, Jay Sternberger and started a camp fight like three years ago. Uh, he kind of plays dirty, but that's you know that's a variable guy. He likes hard-hitting guys. He likely won't play tonight either. So there's a lot of Titans that won't play. Preston Smith um he's dealing with some kind of a shoulder and groin injury where he had to come off the field a couple of times against the Cowboys game. So they're a little short at outside linebacker with Rashawn Gary done for the year. Look for uh, Kingsley and Igbari to be the best option that they've got right now for uh, a pass rush. And then, as you mentioned, you know, Sammy Watkins. Now, he was coming alive the other night, but he also, Sammy agrees, uh, after being coached by LaFleur, He's really got to be as the best he can as a blocker downfield. Running around is easy. Catching the ball is easy. But you have to have a different mindset to go in there and crack a safety that's, that knows you're coming down. And um, running situations, you know that guy got to fill that gap, and we got to go down and hit him. We clear him out, and A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones making one move, and he strikes a touchdown. So I think that's the part about being a wide receiver and a, a complete player is blocking. I mean, yeah, that's huge in the little floor system, right, Mike, is you got to be able to throw some blocks and catch some damn balls. Also, a big thing in being a receiver is running the right routes. And there's that. Running the right routes, yeah, that <laughs> no, would Against help. the Lions. You know, being on the same page. <laughs> yeah, that would work. Uh, yeah, don't go where the where the defenders are. Go where the open turf is. We'll start with blocking, though. Yeah. Quarterback is bouncing the ball off of, you know, empty turf. <laughs> uh, and then it's Derrick Henry. You know, I mean, this guy, if he gets going, um, he's very hard to bring down. It takes three or four guys to bring him down. I just mentioned you've got these injuries at linebackers for the Packers. Devondre Campbell's still not back. He's still out with a knee injury. So against the Broncos the other day, though, um, Derrick Henry, he only had 53 yards on 19 carries, no touchdowns. Uh, Titans, you know, got a win over uh, Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett, 17 to 10. And there was a couple of times that, that Derrick Henry was spotted going into the blue tent. So, like, was he dealing with a knee injury? He was asked, you know, boy, the, the Broncos held you to just 53 yards. A lot of all of them in the box. I got to play better, no excuses. I feel like I could have done a lot better than what I did and, um, and uh, get past it and then you know, do everything you need to do, get your body ready, quick turnaround, and get ready for Thursday. You were in and out of the tent there a couple of times, just what was going on. Say it again? You were in and out of the tent a couple of times, just kind of what was going on there. I went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't need the cart like DK Metcalf a couple weeks back, you know. Yeah. Hey, Mike, bundle up, man. What you got any tricks uh, of the trade of staying uh, staying warm there? Just by the space heater in the press box? Oh uh, no, yeah, it, it, we're behind the glass. It's not an open open glass thing, so it's it's a pretty easy. You know, I just got to worry about the five minute walk and the catwalk. It's it's, <laughs> it's not that tough. Not you that can always tough. cuddle up next to Zach. Yeah, if, if Heilprin's up there, he'll he'll give you a big bear hug. He'll let you cuddle up. Uh, pass. <laughs> good. I don't think he's there tonight, so good. that's good. Mike, have fun, obviously, and uh, we'll hear you tomorrow. I don't even know when you're going to sleep, but we'll check you out tomorrow on the Bill Michael Show, okay, my friend? Thank you, boys. I right, see you, Mike. Good stuff right there.